to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Sam. Chris has been drinking and we're at episode 98. <laughs> that explains it all, really. Uh, yeah, that not much else to say. Now, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, this is a crystal clear recording It should be today. crystal clear. I'll pull my hair out, what's left of it. And uh, um, Yeah, Sam has, uh, and when, when he says what's left of it, he has had a tight, tight, short I had a haircut. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, no, it's looking pretty flash around here on the desk side. He's drilled holes in the desk, put all the cables away, cables are tied. It's almost like you learned something from your cable wrangling course at uh, Indie Film the other day. Wow, you know, just, I don't know, I want to drill holes, to be honest. That's really, (laughs) I was bored the other day. That's what I. Big holes, like. I didn't even know you had a drill thingy. Yeah, I got a hole saw, hole saw kit. Hole saw kit. Well, there you go. Yep. Who oh, a new power board too. Oh, right. Well, replacement power board because that's what I thought was causing the issues. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was uh, if you're wondering, one. yeah, if you're wondering what it was, it was the latency buffer setting in Audacity. Uh, we changed it from 100 to 50 milliseconds. Milliseconds, and we think it's good. All the tech stuff out of the way <laughs> for the podcast, but not technology in general. Uh, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been pretty. Good. Um, yeah, I just feel like I've been working. Although I, I quite like this working because I only work like three or four days a week now, which is awesome. Yeah, four and, four you, days and, and you, apparently they pay you money. And they pay me. Or they give you blood, I'm not sure. And and I get and I get home early and I've been having naps in the afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> and a, I've been to the gym three times this week, so that's, that's pretty good. You cool are winning. That's yeah, great. Yeah, so life's good. Life's good. And I'm having wine now and I've just finished my beer. Yes, very good. Um, hey, I'm trying to think what I did this week, and I, I'm drawing a blank. I have no idea. Uh, well, there is one thing we have done. We have been watching Silicon Valley. Oh, yes. That's what we've been binge-watching it. Binge-watching like, it like nobody's business. And I must say, I had hoped, and I've forgotten about it, um, I had hoped to actually go and look and see if I could find uh, quotes from Ehrlich Bachmann. Um, yeah, to start great. the podcast off with, I thought played just, by T.J. Miller. Yeah, yeah, T.J. Miller. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He is that whole thing is cool. Silicon Valley, check it out. It's it's like Big Bang Theory, but with a story. Yeah, um, yeah. so it's a little bit more realistic in in terms of you know how Silicon Valley works. And and you might go, oh, it's a little over the top. Um, actually. I'm pretty sure it's quite accurate in a lot of ways. Yeah, I've heard someone <laughs> mention that. Uh, someone famous said, "Yeah, it's really on point." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've got def- a feeling Tim Ferriss said it. But, hmm. Oh, it could have been, and and of course, uh, Kevin Rose got a bit of a, a shout out in there. It's so weird, eh? I feel like I know Kevin Rose because I used to watch the um, the random show on uh, YouTube, like all the time, all the time, and. I almost felt like I knew. Well, that's what happens with these people that are pumping out content and have a big audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was pretty cool. So um, actually, I've got something I haven't written down, so I want to mention it before. Oh, this is going off Chris's memory. I know, I know. So did you know um, Microsoft, you know, they bought Skype and they bought Oh, yeah, Microsoft. Yeah. They almost bought Skype. You mean Slack. Slack. They were going to buy Slack, but they didn't. No, they yes, that's right. And so they're trying to turn Skype into Slack, and they've put channels in, and they've done pretty much looks identical to Slack. 
does everything that Slack does, except yes. you've got video. Do they uh, own LinkedIn? Yeah. Yeah, so they're tying and, them and, all. And they're going to tr- – well, the, the idea is that perhaps, um, no, you know, conjecture, um, they're going to try and turn the Slack thing within LinkedIn. So you don't have the stupid messaging thing that you've got with LinkedIn. It'll be a much more. But if you're using Slack for work-based communication normally, would you be in LinkedIn? Like, I understand why they'd try and integrate it. I just can't see everyone going, oh, yeah, it's great that I'm in both. Yeah, I don't know. I think Cause if they own both, they're going to integrate that channel, the Skype channel, into LinkedIn. It makes sense. It makes sense to have a cl- one-click button within LinkedIn Oh yeah, definitely. But your, your Skype or your but people Skype aren't sitting on LinkedIn all day, are they? Working somehow? Oh, some people are. Like are there are there are industries that do spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, particularly recruitment and stuff. Oh yeah, of course. But um, you know, there, there are the I, I used to spend. I used to be on LinkedIn every single day when I worked at Telecom. Um, that was because you're trying to leave Telecom, probably. No, I wasn't actually. Oh. I was never using it for. Um, yeah, recruitment. Type Job stuff. hunting. Job hunting. Nah, because I didn't think I had any skills. So that's oh, point. fair enough. <laughs> I just didn't have a lot of work to do. <laughs> yes, that's apparently so. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I'm not sure. I mean, they might as well chuck money at things. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's like Instagram. It's like, like but Insta- it's Instagram doing yeah. the stories for yeah. identical so to Insta- Snapchat. Instagram's stealing Snapchat's thunder, and Snapchat, by the way. They've just gone, right, we're going to do an IPO within a year, which is like nobody did an IPO that early with the sort of numbers they're at. They're too early to be an IPO. Oh, right. But I think they see the writing on the wall and they're like, well, if we don't get it out now, uh, Instagram's going to crush us. So Slash Insta- Facebook. F- slash Facebook, yeah. So, you know, Facebook's you know just ripping off, off Snapchat using Instagram and Microsoft is just ripping off Slack using Skype. So it's a sad sort of Yeah, the, hopefully they'll trend. be – well, we're waiting for the next big um, app or something to come out. That'll be completely different, hopefully. I tell you what, I see it all so differently now. I've been watching Silicon Valley. <laughs> you know. Oh, the cat wants to move. Okay. The cat is out of the podcast studio. No, Good riddance. Bye bye. Off my lap. It's uh, still enough. below me. Yeah. Anyway, that's cool. Probably start chewing some cables underneath. <laughs> oh, don't don't say that. So now you've got security robots. Security um, robots. So they look like Daleks. Seriously, they look like Daleks. They don't have the rods sticking out. They're sort of cone shaped. Okay, things. tell me more. I'm interested. Ban things. So this is a quote from um, one of the engineers that are creating it. Which I I now you know I've been a security guard. I did six years at Sterling Security. So this is interesting. This is the quote. The human attention span during monotonous, boring tasks is only you five know what they look like? minutes. I've just seen the picture. They look like... Just, just interrupt me while yeah, I'm well, the quote. Yeah, well, it's fine. You know, yeah. they, they look just like giant salt and pepper shakers with glowing eyes. <laughs> Carry on. Sorry. The human attention span during monotonous, boring tasks is only five to ten minutes. And with employee turnover rates as high as 400%, the security industry is rightfully seeking innovative solutions. Nightscope, which is night as in night and shining armor. That's an scope. awesome name. Yeah. Nightscope's primary goal is to allow customers to utilize the best of Silicon Valley to put machines at work in those routine, monotonous, and sometimes dangerous situations, thus freeing up humans to do more hands-on strategic activities, blah, 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 blah. So they um, go around campuses, 
uh, car parks, malls, that sort of thing. They can scan 300 um, number plates in a minute or something. I don't know how that works. Like Oh, number plate recognition. They yeah, do that yeah, over here already. Yeah, 300 in a minute? How fast are they going to yeah. get past 300? Yeah, that's good. That, that seems good. No, it'll, no, that'll be if cars are going yeah, past them. Yeah, they, yeah. They're not moving that fast. Yeah. I, I actually think it's a good thing. I think it makes sense. There was a bit of controversy because a toddler got knocked over by one in a mall. Yeah. Um, but they said the kid, you know, being a toddler, was staggering one way and then changed direction really suddenly. The the robot took evasive action and the toddler sta- staggered the other way right in front of it and knocked over. I mean, toddlers have been, you know, walking into coffee tables. Like, you can't blame. Do you know what, you do you know what bit I like about this story? What? It's util- it utilizes numerous sensors, lasers, and a significant amount of code. Oh, you mean it's got a lot of code in it to patrol something? I thought it was just going to have like two lines and just go in a circle. <laughs> stupid line that is. <laughs> stupid line. It's like, a, uh, oh, we actually got a, a vacuum cleaner and we so, just put this thing on top. <laughs> so, um, And it just goes back and forth until it hits a wall. <laughs> yeah. I know. Here's a Roomba. What's $7 an hour you can rent these things for. And shopping malls have used them, and Uber. Now, I'm assuming it's Uber headquarters, and they're not putting in some of the I don't know. I wondered about that. I, I'm not no, sure. No, it'll, it'll be their headquarters. And they have, a, um, they have an emergency button for manual things, so they can, you can slap the button and it'll summon the police or the... I think it's a great idea. They look cool. I think it's great. I think it's great. Yep, they're great. Now, you're going from one type of robot to... Another. Another type of robot. Yes. VR will let jurors explore crime scenes as they actually appeared. So what they have now, and this is fascinating. So it's a a physical crime scene, maybe the main topic under investigation in a criminal trial. But despite its importance... Jurors are often reliant, le- reliant on less than satisfactory second-hand, third-hand information. So they see a bunch of photos, right? Yep. Now, if you recall three weeks ago, there was a jury um, considering the case of that road worker that got shot. Oh, that just came in. He got guilty. Oh, did he? Yeah, like All 10 right. minutes ago. Yep. Oh, re- oh, wow. There you go. Um, I didn't even know. So, but... Th- the the trial was like I think it was two weeks ago, three weeks ago. The the jury were looking at it, and um, they drove them down to the place that it happened, the bridge. Yeah, yeah. Eighteen months after it happened, or maybe even two years. I can't yeah, yeah, a long time. Yeah, you know, and just like, go, just imagine. Yeah, he imagine was here. this was here. Imagine this bridge was broken. Imagine you know whatever. So what this is is it's a robot that they'll send into the crime scene, and it takes a basically a three sixty view but it does it in 3d so and it it digitally maps it and um and puts the imaging through so the idea is the jurors can put on um an oculus rift type device all the way down to the old google cardboard if they can't spring yeah whatever and uh walk through it and have a look around the um the thing now now that i think is great i think that's huge obviously uh you can't see what we're looking at uh, listen to our podcast, but I'll paint a picture for you. Uh, the unit, which costs less than $400 uh, to build, and that's primarily because it looks like it's a webcam attached to a piece of Meccano with tracks. Yeah, it's it's funny, eh, because it extends up and down by the looks of it, or is that just in a top-down view? Uh, oh, know. it's hard to tell in that image. Now, now that you mention it, I think it's... A top-down view, yeah. eh? But anyway, so it looks like a hand truck. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, hand yeah. truck that you do, it's got caterpillar tracks, 
a base and this sort of ladder thing just structure with a camera on the top. You know, it's not huge, but... Um, Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great. I think it's a, a, a good use. It's not a use I would have considered. Are blind people using robots? Yes. Uh, no. No, they're using oh, no, smartphones. No. <laughs> they're using smartphones. Okay. Now, this was interesting because this came up, but a day after I'd been at um, the cafe, and I was sitting at the front of the cafe, uh, Urge. Did you walk into a glass panel door? Not this that time. time. <laughs> okay. <cool. laughs> but I was at Urge, and I heard this smack against the window, and I looked up like, like, whoa, what's going on? I was writing my journal. And it was a blind person, and they had a stick, and they were oh, okay. past the window, and this other blind person was following him. There was like a couple. They oh, they're blind. in convoy. Yep. Yeah. And then um, I was like, oh, okay. And then they came back. They missed the door. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> and they okay. came back and they came into the cafe. And so they went up and they um, ordered. And, you know, Urge, very friendly um, staff there. They've yes, obviously fan, been there we before. are fans of Urge. Yep, we're definitely fans of Urge. Uh, and these, uh, this blind couple obviously been there before because they greeted them by name and all that sort of thing. And it got me thinking. It's like, how do they pay? So... I remember being a kid going, oh, that's fascinating. Notes and coins are different sizes in New Zealand, so the blind can tell the difference between them. Yeah. Like in America, you're stuffed because all the notes are the same size. Yeah. Right? So I was thinking, that's really clever, but I don't carry cash. I haven't carried cash for 10 years. I, you know, everything is FPOS. Yeah, it's pretty rare. I mean, I had cash today, but that was just yeah, one yeah, it, yeah, same. I suppose blind people can't use FPOS. I, I don't know actually how they do it. Yeah, I, I'd never thought about it. So, so I was like, actually, talking about this, uh, did you see Australia brought out their new banknotes? They they released what their new banknotes were going to look like. No, no, I haven't seen it. They're really bright. They look crappy, and you could just imagine the Australian um, take on the banknotes. And we won. Yeah, they they always seem to look like monopoly money. Yeah, yeah. The only difference they have between their new banknotes and our new banknotes, and ours have won awards for the best notes in the world. They've actually got braille on theirs. Oh wow! Yeah, and a lot of people yeah, were like, cool. and a lot of people were saying, "Hey, that's a major oversight for when they designed the New Zealand ones of why we didn't do it." Yeah, because they can tell the denominations. Well, it's interesting because who prints it? Because I can imagine we don't print it here. In no, New it's Zealand. made in Melbourne. Right, exactly. So I would imagine Melbourne, the printers that make it, said, "Hey, you want braille on this? It'll cost you an extra da 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 per It must have come dollar. up, you know, because they're selling a service, right? So they you'd must have so. offered it to us, and we must have gone, eh, nah, we're good, we can't afford it. Yeah, we that. know how many blind people there are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, but yeah, this um, blind person thing that I was going to talk about, I'm now loading it because I preloaded it, and now I can't find oh, it. Oh, preloading is always oh, no. a concern. Right, smartphones are leading the charge, a global charge against blindness, blah, 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 a seeing iPhone. The most ambitious technology is from the Melbourne. Jeez, well, Melbourne's getting a lot of yeah, airtime here, right? Jeez, I don't oh, know. Tourism Not Melbourne, planned. get in touch. Australia-based iPoly, which is A-I-P-O-L-Y. iPoly? I-A-Poly? IPod. Sounds good. Okay. Whose app recognizes objects and verbalizes descriptions in seven languages. Oh. That's pretty cool. I Yep, carry yep. on. So if you're a multilinguist blind person, you're, <laughs> you're sorted. Da-da-da. Co-founders Alberto Rizzoli and Marita Ching. They were had people, blind, blind friends who'd lost uh, sight midlife. So they remember the physical world very well. They remember colors and all that sort of stuff, um, but now they can't see them. So it has meaning. So I guess, obviously, 
if you don't have a recollection, if you've been blind all your life, there's no point in saying this is orange because it's like, yeah, 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 orange could be anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, I don't know. I think there's been a few things on that, but I only really threw this in here because I wanted to tell my story about um, Urge and find out if you knew of anything that allows people to pay. I'm not sure how they do it, but I was at NetHui three years ago, four years ago, a long time now, and one of the main speakers there was blind, and he's something to do with the Blind Association, and he had this little gizmo in his hand, and it was, I can't remember exactly what it was, I think it was emailing on it, it had like a little weird keyboard, and he said one of the hardest things is, he said this thing's cost $1,500, and a lot of blind people can't afford $1,500, Yeah, yeah. and they were trying to make it cheaper, and this thing... he. That's how he was um, typing. He was always on this thing. Oh, wow. But it was only about, um, it wasn't much bigger than a tablet. It was smaller than a tablet. Yeah. Um, but uh, they will have, there's millions of things they'll have. Yeah, we, yeah. we should research this, really. We should find that out. We should find out. I'm, I'm just curious, because it just, it just piqued my curiosity. And now you've mentioned that, I have to mention, I don't know, do you, you've never met, I've forgotten his first name, Patterson. David Patterson. No, does not sound familiar. David? No, it's not David. It's another Patterson. I can't remember. Anyway, um, he's he's blind. He's uh, got um, he's albino, and he went away to Australia to play in the blind world world blind cricket cup. How much sunscreen would they douse that follower in? He's A gone lot. to Australia, albino, and he's blind, and he's playing cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just. Blew my mind. I'm like, you. What? They'll have a slightly modified. He said he version was going on on this blind cricket. I'm like, whatever. And then I saw it on news. I was like, yeah. holy crap! So when they have the the ball's got the sound bell in it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a a plastic ball with holes in it, so it whistles when you throw it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so they can hit it. I mean, I think cricket is boring as hell when when it's um, when I can watch it. Um, watching them play would just do my head in, but. <laughs> I don't know. I think crickets. This week, I've actually fallen down a Kickstarter, a uh, bit of a rabbit hole. I've been looking. Actually, Facebook's stalking me, and it knows I go to Kickstarter. So every day, oh no, actually, I follow a page. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, Facebook's showing me Kickstarter things, and they seem semi-interesting. So the first one is Signal, and you make a phone call with your fingertip. Signal, S-G-N-L. Yeah, S-G-N-L. And you have a wrist strap as the device. Yeah. And you can have a dummy thing in the middle where your watch face would be, or you can put your own watch there. Right. And then there's a button, and it connects via Bluetooth to your phone. And when you get a phone call, you press the button, and then you hold your finger and press it against your earlobe, and it sends the signal from the wrist strap up your finger to your ear, and only you can hear it. Yeah, so this is bone conduction. Now, I heard of that being invented about 12 years ago when I worked at Telecom, like... Because well, that, I, I sent it through everybody that we were working with in telecom. And so the wrist strap, um, the, this one, I'm not talking about the one you've, you're talking about because I don't know what that is. But this one, it vibrated the bone in the wrist, which vibrated in the finger. And the finger in the ear, you could hear. Yeah, it sounds about and, right. And the wrist also had the uh, microphone in yep, it. So yep. when you're talking to it. And I thought it was genius. I thought I still think that's What have they been doing for 12 years then? I know. Because, well, maybe 10 years. Eight years, 10 years ago. It was a long time ago. Because the guy answers in the video, he answers the phone call in a noisy bar. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter because you can answer it anyway. I told heaps of people about this because I thought it was awesome. Um, You know, it was was never going to go to market at that point in time. Um, but I could just imagine a bunch of people. So if they're bringing it, it if they're bringing it to Kickstarter and the technology's been around for say ten years, I assume secret government agencies have been using it. 
Like, I, I wouldn't be you know, surprised. And you know, because you could just go, yeah, and yeah. Uh, no one would know what was going on. Well, you'd look a bit stupid with your finger in your ear. So for an extended period, yeah, of time. it does look a bit weird, actually. Uh, the other thing that seems to be a big thing on Kickstarter is a whole bunch and slew of bloody bags. I know, because there's been that one where the guy stabs the bag or the slash the girl's dress or something, and it's got okay. They got this material. I've seen it the ad so many times. Yeah, yeah, I bet. And, and it's got this material underneath. And it's what the bag's made out of. Oh. The, it's called the safe bag. And yeah, you can yeah, lock yeah. it to something and it's slash roof and nobody can cut into oh, it to get I'm, the gear out. I haven't out seen that. that one. Yeah, okay. Um, these guys have come up with a bag called the Everyday Backpack Tote and Sling. And it's, is this the Peak one? I can't remember. Yeah, Peak Design is this one. And they've made some other bags before that went mental. They've got 18 hours to go. They wanted half a million dollars, $500,000. How much do you think they've got? Are you looking at it? I'm looking at it now, so I know. Oh, $5.8 million. They said it's going to be the Holy most successful crap. bag Kickstarter ever. And it's okay. It's, I don't know. A lot of these bags look a bit funny to me. They're a bit expensive. Because I was about to say, maybe I should get one because of my poor bag buying history on the internet. But pay, partly the reason of my poor bag buying history of the internet is that I don't pay 115 US dollars for the cheapest bag, which I can't even get anymore. That's the I? sling. That's not even the bag. That's like the little woman purse, man purse thing. See, but, I would have bought that and ended up with another freaking purse. That would have been great. Direction. There was another bag. I don't have it linked, so I have no idea what it's called. But it uh, has suspension on the top of the straps and at the bottom. So when you run with it, it, it takes bounces? the jolt. Yeah. And apparently it's going to save you back. And I'm like, how many times do you run? But their video is really slick. Yeah. Um, the Peak Design Bag video is okay. And there's another one, which is absolutely terrible video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, I, I don't know. Video is so important. So I've been working with TMC, the media center, with Paige. Um, and we're looking at doing some videos for product launches and Kickstarters and things like that, if anybody's interested. And we interviewed... Pauline Stockhausen on Sunday last week. Excellent. Which was awesome. And um, yeah, no, that'll be really cool. I don't think the edit has been done. We haven't got a, a timeline on that. So um, when we do, we'll share it at all the usual places. Yeah, 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 we will. Um, Pauline's awesome. That was really cool. It was a great interview. Anyway, so moving on, what else have we got here? Uh, apparently, you're going to be watching more horror films? Oh, yeah, I like this. Um, horror genre. There it is. I thought I um, pasted the little paragraph on horror, but I pasted the whole website yeah, into I my saw, notes. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, Sony's new horror flick, Don't Breathe. Brought it, have you heard of that? I hadn't heard of that. What was that, sorry? Don't Breathe. No, not at all. Uh, brought in $19.6 million, uh, in the we, uh, Labor Day weekend box office. Right, so it's another low-budget film. So, of course, the biggest, fam- most famous low-budget film Old um, what's his face? Blair Witch, Blair Witch Project. Hey, uh, Blair Witch, and the other one, the, in the room where she gets pulled out of the bed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Carry yeah, yeah. on. Yeah. I'll think of it in a second. Yeah. Blair Witch was made for just sixty thousand and grossed nearly two hundred fifty million. So you know that was a four hundred thousand percent return on investment, which is good. Uh, <laughs> But people love horrors, so horrors are becoming the thing to make. Um, now, I used to be into horror quite a bit a long time ago, and I just haven't 
because, I don't know, I just haven't, and I should get back into it, I think. So Don't Breathe only costs $10 million to make, which is like, meh, that's still a lot of money. But then you go, Alice Through the Looking Glass costs like $170 million and earned just $77 million in North America. So, you know, and what else do we have here? Um, Batman versus Superman. Paranormal Activity. Paranormal. I knew it was a P. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know one. I didn't realize that was budget. How how cheap was that made? Oh, like really cheap. I just had the article, and then you made me close it because I thought you weren't going to ask make me. you close it. Close enough. <laughs> um, I'll ba- tell you in a second. Batman versus Superman was one of the most expensive movies ever <coughs> made. Four hundred and fifteen million dollar budget netted Warner Brothers two hundred seventy eight million. So that's over and above what they paid. So that's not bad. Uh, paranormal activity. I knew it was a massive thing. Fifteen thousand dollars to make, and it made one hundred ninety-three million. Fifteen thousand. Yeah, it was cheap as. S- yeah. Holy crap! You want to look up the um? Someone was doing a YouTube channel, and they were showing some of the effects, and it was really cool how to, how they did some of the effects. There was one bit where she gets pulled out of bed, and they just tied a rope to her, and then they sort of mask it out and stuff, and they show you how we'll do all that. Oh wow! Um, oh. Damn. But I, I saw that and I thought it was an okay their, film. But, their mar- but I didn't realize yeah, yeah. that was the pr- budget. Their marketing strategy was to show college campuses to generate buzz and the trailer showed audiences' reactions during the film. That's what how they did it. That's very clever. That is like exceedingly clever. Wow, I've learned something. You're getting all the good goss on the uh, Chris and Sam do, podcast. Do you know what else you could be learning? What? You could uh, be like this guy, Robert Morin. He was a frugal librarian, right, in America. Librarian or Liberian? Because a librarian is someone from Liberia. Librarian. <laughs> Just checking. Yep. He left $5.3 million to his university, which is, you know, that's amazing in itself. Uh, for breakfast, he'd have Fritos and Coke, so like a corn chip and Coke for breakfast, cheese sandwich at the library, and then frozen dinner for, uh, obviously, dinner. And Because the only thing he had in his house was like a microwave. He didn't have an oven. Yeah, see... This is this is what I would be normally. No, no, no. So that's cool, right? So he gave um, a bunch of money to different things in the university. But this is this is the bit that I really like. He had a passion for watching movies. So from 1979 to 1997, he watched more than 22,000 videos. Right? Then that after that, he goes, "Oh, you know what I'll do? I'm going to read every book published in the US from 1930 to 1940 in chronological order." Excluding children's books, textbooks, and books about cooking and technology. So when he died, he got to 1938. So he went through eight Holy years of every book, everything. crap. Then, <laughs> after that... No wonder he died. I know. <laughs> he gave a million dollars towards a video scoreboard at the football stadium because in the last couple of months of his life, he started watching football nonstop and really loved it and learnt the sport. I think it's great. That's 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 awesome. And the video, the photo of him, and we'll have these uh, links in the show notes. The photo of him, it does look somewhat like an extra from a zombie movie. I have yes. to say, but anyway, okay. Apple phone jack. There's been a lot of buzz about the Apple uh, launch thing, and no Sounds more technical. phone jacks. iPhone seven, if you keep it up. iPhone sevens, yeah, all right. So I heard from Sam, and I was like, oh, man, that's such an Apple move. And and I guess I had the immediate negative response that most had. And then I read this thing about the positives. And it was in an article, to be fair, that had post 
negatives and positives, but I don't think we need to reinforce the negatives. Everybody always thinks of them. So the positives. You can't ignore the huge benefits. Listen to Twitter rants about inevitable, inevitably losing the AirPods because what they're doing is saying wireless pods that you stick in your ears are probably going to get lost. They cost $159 a set. Yeah, so ones. that's a negative. But um, turns out a conventional headphone jack was serious bottleneck for improvements in audio quality and headphone design. The jack's freaking old. And the technology is antiquated. So by shifting to the lightning connector... Audio circuitry can now be in the headphones themselves, not in the iPhone, giving third parties, you know, the people manufacturing the, the, the new ones, yep. the power to experiment with new features and designs like cheap noise cancellation, and it all uses um, the, the battery in the thing rather than the battery in the iPhone, you know? So that's yeah, iPhone. yeah, but they're so small. How long is that battery going to last? I don't know. Well, you it know. doesn't have to. If, you, if you're building them as a third party, you might make them like the big ugly ones we've got on our heads now. Oh, I see. Your big you know, headphones. Or you could have the ones that go around the back. Yeah, thin true. Ones or true. Whatever. So, um, uh, also, Apple can now claim the iPhone 7 is water resistant as removal of the gaping hole gives them an IP7 water resistance rating. But other phones are, that got that and they've got headphones. So, I don't... I don't know. That seemed anyway, like a weird something. thing. Um, and... Finally, Apple, and this is the the biggest thing, I think, Apple gained prime piece of real estate back within the phone, which directly resulted in them being able to install the upgraded camera system, which I don't know if you've heard. The new camera system has two lenses, so you can do an optical zoom, which I assume just means jumping from one lens to the other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Taptic engine for the home button and bigger battery. So bigger battery in there now because they've got... And it, let's face it, that jack thing does take up quite a bit of... Yeah, yeah, it would. So anyway, um, so there you go. It's not all bad. Is every other phone manufacturer going to jump on this uh, bandwagon? I'm not sure. Has Apple done it too soon? Maybe, that's my feeling. Yeah, but, and, but, but they always have done, eh? Yeah, but it could fail and would... I don't think I'd go... It's not a feature I'd look for I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't buy an iPhone for yeah, any, no, any reason I know, whatsoever but, but if every so. phone some of the newer phones came out and they all had the same thing I don't know I, I think most of the, the other phones will keep the jack but they'll have that option for the Bluetooth um, headphone which most of them do anyway you know what yeah, I mean yeah you do that now it's, so, normal, it's called normal yeah. Bluetooth Chris <laughs> but you know you know what I mean but the, there'll be a bigger sale, sale of uh, Bluetooth headsets just driven by the fact the iPhone well, 7 has it, no choice. It did say that Bluetooth headsets have outsold wired headsets this past year. Yeah, yeah, it's so, first year ever. Uh, I don't right. know. Today on the stuff.co.nz uh, website where we uh, like looking, reading their stories, in the tech section, uh, second or third is someone that was just featured at TEDx Ruakura. My mate Ben. Yep, and if you read the little heading there on... High tech... Hospital wristbands will track patients in the future. That, I kid you not, is pretty much the story. That's it. There's a 57-second second video of him going, here's a wristband that can track you, and then there's one sentence. That's it. Gee, stuff. Almost not worthwhile. Journalism. Actu- yep. There's uh, about 10,000% more writing in the comment. So, And how were the comments? Uh, a few people were talking about they didn't like the tracking ability... Uh, because of Big Brother and it would freak them out too much. 
some other people said, you do realize your phone tracks you everywhere anyway. What are you on about? And one guy said, hey, really cool. Um, he's talking about GPS tracking them. And he said, I don't know how that would work in a building. You'd have to have very expensive repeaters and all sorts of technology to do that. Um, and I had a quick think about it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know why they're using GPS. They just need um, uh, RFID because there's millions of versions of that. They just get the one that's got the uh, zombie stuff in it. Um, and just have the gates. So when you enter or exit a room, the RFID is m- measuring you that way. Yeah. And then the doctors, it'll be, um, what do they call it? It's a zombie one. It's completely dead. It doesn't need power. And then when they put the thing on to give it information or read, that powers it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know the one you mean. Um, but I would have loved... It's interesting because <clears throat> when I spoke to Ben about this, when we were interviewing him for doing the talk, yeah. and we talked about this because he's had this company for a while, and he's only... 17 he was 16 at the time yeah 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 um it didn't sound like it was just a tracking device it was a device that kept the medical history on your wrist yeah he, as well. But, well this in 57 seconds and I, I bet the video was like 10 minutes long and he explained it all and they got 57 seconds and he says tracking information um fi- keeping location of like alzheimer's patients and things yeah but it was like i was just like man for someone that knows way more about this than the average person that's never heard of him, I thought, man, it was a terrible story. That's that is appalling. That's yeah. an appalling story. Anyway, oh, oh, I thought that was going to be a, a great note to finish on because I only saw the photo when we looked on no, Trello. You're pretty much read, you're like, pretty much read the story. Oh, sorry about that, Ben. We, we, well, Chris and Sam podcast. We'll uh, interview you online. We will give you a phone call and, and do an interview with you. And get the story out there better than stuff will, if you want. So there, there is. There we go. Open. Um, very quickly, we're way over time. Sorry about that. We're going to chop. We're going to chop the crap out of this. <laughs> um, tomorrow, there's some sort of TEDx meeting. I'm going to go yell at people. Is that what I'm doing? You're the facilitator. Yeah, so yell yes, at people. Absolutely, you're going to yell at people. Uh, apparently, we've got to take some food, so it should be interesting. Hope everyone likes bags of chips. Um, um, and, and biscuits. Um, yeah, and we've got, I've got uh, next week, I've got the Spark One Innovation Unconference, and you have the 48 hour Furious Filmmaking Competition. What time are you going to up to? Uh, we'll talk about after the podcast. We've got to work out logistics of recording this next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll sort that shit out. Anyway, you can check us out at all the usual places that we like spouting about Facebook.com, the Chris and Sam podcast. Just search for us there. So that's right, Chris and Sam Pod at Twitter uh, and the, the Chris and Sam Podcast.com. Check us out there for all the show notes and links. And everything we talked about today. Excellent. Cheers. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.